Hello everyone, I'm Pia and I'm Paula and, and welcome, welcome to Second Thoughts Pod. Alright, let's see if we still got it. This is a safe space for all of us to discuss any feelings, reactions, or situations that you guys might be second guessing. And we're gonna have fun and it's gonna be great. So what are you second guessing? We haven't quit yet. <laughs> we're still going, we're still going strong. So this week's episode is something that I feel like we haven't done, which I think we should have done maybe probably like the first season of Second Thoughts. But we kind of wanted to talk about our origin story, where we came from. And like, I feel like for some of you guys who have followed me, especially because I've been the one putting myself on the internet for a few years now, um, you could probably have like an idea of you know, my background, my family's background, but, you know, I have been making content as the days go on. So, you know, if you tune into my life now, you're just kind of seeing it as it is now. Um, That's why we kind of wanted to dedicate an episode to where we came from, who we were, where we even, because we weren't even from the U.S., y'all. Like, we are, we were immigrants. (laughs) So a lot of my friends don't even realize that we weren't born here. Yeah. And I don't think it's we talk shocker. enough about how we came to the U.S., how mm-hmm. we immigrated here and our lives in that weird transitional phase. We were young enough um, to navigate that, but I think it's interesting and I, I'm glad we're doing this episode. So to kick off our origin story, let's start at the beginning when we were born. I'm Paula. I was born July 11th, 1997, and Sophia was born shortly after me on September 24th, 1998. And we are two of four children. And yeah, we were born in the Philippines. Cagayan de Oro, baby. Yeah, so Paula and I were born in the Philippines. Our two younger brothers were actually born in America. But Paula and I, how old were we when we moved? Six or seven. We moved to the United States when we were in 2002 or three. So I would have been six or five or six if the math is mathing. (laughs) Either way, we were pretty young, but not too young when we moved from uh, the Philippines to the U.S. Like we went to school in the Philippines. You know, we were we were doing our I don't know why the only memory I have of school in the Philippines is when, when you were, were a mermaid, our dances. Yes. Yeah, and you were Tarzan or, or Jane. Jane or something. I was Jane. Yeah. So in the Philippines, we do the I don't know. Do they still do that? Yeah. So we went to school in Corpus Christi. Shout out Corpus Christi. <laughs> and I don't know if they still do it. But when we were younger, we would have these like huge dance, pep rallies, pep rally things. And I remember I was. A little mermaid i just remember i was like crying like bawling my eyes out because i didn't want to do it like i don't know i was upset about something and it, obviously it had to have been traumatizing i think because why do i remember this so vividly like i remember me being in a mermaid costume crying and <laughs> i don't know why and then i also like and then for your class you did you did tarzan right yeah and i was jane and i loved it i still i still see photos of us in our costumes and i'm like smiling ear to ear with like my hair up and when i was younger i also didn't have any hair so it looked like <laughs> i was a true monkey <laughs> no paula <laughs> paula, paula was literally bald like mickey you and mickey both had no hair when you guys were kids yeah and pia uh, grew out with like came out of the womb with with hair. long luscious hair <laughs> yeah <laughs> and same with angelo oh which by the way our two younger brothers are mickey and angelo yeah. and then our mickey is short for mikael which fun fact my parents named my our brothers mikael and angelo because i don't know i feel like they made this up and they're just like i think lying it's to us. made up too but that's but what it's I like remember it's that. like Michael Angelo, and I think Mikael is like a biblical name or whatever. And Angelo, they're like, oh, because he's our angel baby. Like he was an accident. I think both of our brothers are accidents. <laughs> yeah, and my my name was who was it? Some actress or singer? Oh yeah. Even oh my there? god, I even forgot our origin names. Yeah. Um, my dad's name is Saul, and in the Bible, Saul becomes Paul. And I'm a woman, so they added an A at the end. <laughs> and that's where Paula came. 
And what's interesting is Paula sounds like a very normal name, but I also mm-hmm. don't really know any Paulas. Like I know a yeah, lot of Sophia's. I, I know a lot of Angelos. Yeah. Well, and then that's also my nickname is Pia because just literally that was my nickname as a kid, Pia. But I think it's because they were trying to like so the accents, they'd just be like Sophia. And it just mm-hmm. turned into Pia. And then Yeah. Yeah, that's I like Pia better. I feel like Sophia's too sophisticated for you. Yeah, like, Sophia too eloquent. Really, yeah, Sophia. Like, I think Pia. And also I don't think I really know like I've never met anyone. I think I've seen on the internet like people named Pia. Uh but Sophia and then Pia as a nickname, I have yet to meet someone that has that. So I've met a few, but with Pia as a nickname? Well, I haven't met them, but like, wasn't the Filipino Miss America Miss World? No, I US? literally, I literally just said other than the internet, I haven't met anyone that. Oh. But I'm pretty sure her name isn't Sophia. I'm pretty sure her name is just Pia. Oh, okay, that's yeah. fair. But also, Pia doesn't seem like. I don't know why I think these names are are supposed to be foreign because we were foreign. What? <laughs> but they're very normal names. You th- Pia? You think Pia is normal? Yeah, or maybe it's just because I grew up saying Pia. No, I don't think Pia is normal. Oh, and oh because my God. Pia, I, I used to be so territorial about who was allowed to call her Pia. No, because I felt <laughs> so insecure about my nickname, y'all. Like, because the only people that would call me Pia when I was younger were my, my parents and the Fab Five. And that was it. Like, my sister and my brothers. That's it. Um, And I used to hate when Paula would call me Pia in public in school because I'm like, stop calling me that because people are like, who, who are you talking to? Like, who is that? And people would think it's weird that my, my name was Pia. So I hated when, like, I would say, call me Sophia when we go to school. Call me and Sophia I never when we're would. in public. And then, and then, so when she started saying or demanding that I call her a certain name, I'd be like, okay, if you want me to call you Sophia, you better start calling me Ate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it was like, I, I, I was like, what the heck? So, yeah, and then I only started really embracing Pia and, like, letting other people call me Pia in high school, like, late high school. But now, and it's crazy to see the 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 change in it because now I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I love when people call me Pia because it makes me, the, me feel very, like, personal and makes them like, oh, they, these are my friends that they call me Pia. But, y'all, back then, I was like, nobody call me Pia because I, I was, like, afraid I was like, that is such a weird name. And I was just trying my hardest to kind of fit in that Pia was so, so weird for me. So, yeah. The growth. Yeah. Yeah. She's growing now. Pia's her new identity. That's my identity now. (laughs) People only call her Sophia when they're pissed at her. Yeah. Yeah. Or they don't know me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I remember that vividly because she was so adamant that I call her Sophia. And I was like, you don't tell me what to do. I'm your older sister. <laughs> and so in the Philippines, when you have an older sibling, you call them if they're um, male, you call them kuya. Or if they're female, you call them ate, like eight, yeah. but ate. And for the longest time, I've never, ever, ever heard Sophia ever call me ate before, ever. And I think it's just because we're so close in age. Mm-hmm. But our two younger brothers always call us ate. So when she said, start calling me Sophia, I was like, okay, call me Ate. Yeah, I <laughs> couldn't. she never did. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. And I think, honestly, looking back on it now, I didn't really care too much about like Kuya and Ate. But, okay, by the way, I, let me just try to, exp- Paula kind of explained it. But basically, it's a form of like respect, respect to, to an elder like my younger brothers, they call Paula and I Ate Paula and Ate Pia. And then Angelo, who's the youngest, and uh, Mickey, who's older than him, Angelo calls Mickey Kuya Mickey. It's a form of like respect that's like your elder. Yeah. Um, Pia so- never respected me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's very clear now. <laughs> Thank you. So, so um, yeah, but now looking back on it, like I really love how. Like, my brother still, our brothers still call us Ate. Like, I love how Angelo still calls me Kikuya. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I can't relate. You never, you, you never called me that. Yeah, Paula didn't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, All that's right. just like typical Asian, up, uh, I guess not typical Asian, but like in the Filipinos. Yeah. yeah, Filipino upbringing. Like, that's just, you know, that's just normal for us. And with that, with our Filipino parents and just Asian parents, I feel like, majority of people cannot relate that we did have 
strict upbringings like yeah we weren't allowed to do a lot of things that y'all here in america could do (laughs) and i think granted i think it was because our parents were immigrants we were younger and we just moved to this country that our parents have never been to and where the culture is vastly vastly different so just to rewind back a little sophia and i moved to the united states we were five six or seven one of those eras We moved to New York when we first immigrated. And then when we were around 10, 9, 10, we moved to New Jersey. And that's kind of where we grew up, where we went to middle school and high school. And New York was interesting time. I feel like we were younger. But Mm -hmm. my core memories of New York were living on the third floor of this old apartment. And we would always have like random roommates. Our parents would have random roommates Mm-hmm. And there was like always like seven people living in this like two bedroom, two bedroom yeah. flex apartment. So three because there was a flex room and we would walk to school by ourselves because it was like three blocks away. Yeah. And we were so independent. I feel like we grew yeah. up. I feel like we had to grow up so quickly in the U.S. Also, do you remember learning English? No. I just remember watching a lot of TV and that's how I knew how to speak English because a lot of people, especially a lot of Filipinos who also immigrate to the United States, a lot of them still have accents and you and I don't have any accents now, but we did. Yeah. Especially me. I had a really bad accent y'all like going into, I I was watching my old, like, cause I, I was still vlog. I was vlogging y'all at like nine, 10, not posted anywhere. The ones on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, the ones on Facebook that are privated. But, like, <laughs> I had an accent. I would be like, I'm not even going to reenact it. But <laughs> <laughs> Please, but come on. But I had, do it for the podcast. Come I'd, on. I'd be like, I'd be like, Paula, don't do that. Like, don't do that. I, mean, I, I, I had an accent for the longest time. And I remember in middle school, like, someone made fun of me. Like, you, you can't speak English. But I'm like, oh, and that's when I went mute. That's when I went <laughs> I went mute for years and I like didn't want to talk to anybody. Wait, I did not know that. Yeah, that's I why. Why were you having an accent? Well, because you have one too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's so funny because even now, if I ever mess up on a word or like I stutter or like I mispronounce something, I get so fucking embarrassed. And yeah, maybe, it, maybe I. I blocked that time in my life. Maybe I got bullied too because mm-hmm. I genuinely get so embarrassed when I mess up a pronunciation of something. Yeah. And no, I'm the same way. Like when I have, when my grammar isn't right or like I my something in English, like I don't say something right in English. I get so, I like close up. I'm like, I'm never speaking again. <laughs> <laughs> because when we were younger, like, no, because that's a good question that you asked. You were like, when did, like, do you remember? I In the Philippines, we we had to learn English, but like, yeah, obviously we, we spoke Tagalog and Visaya. So that was a lot of stuff that we had to learn. Okay. My, our mom yeah. spoke Tagalog and then there's a dialect in Mindanao, um, which is called Visaya. Yeah. So we we were speaking both. We were also learning English. But then again, it's like we were living in the Philippines. So it's like, how often were we really using English? Um, and then coming to the U.S., once you're there, they're like, you, you should know English. So we were kind of like, I don't know. I had an accent for the longest time. But the thing is, like, it's not like I didn't know English. I knew English. We could Paul understand it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it, it was, it didn't sound like it does now. <laughs> So, yeah, no, <laughs> I was really traumatized. Because, and I think that's why wow. I, I was super shy, like growing up in like elementary school, middle school, even through high school. I only really started like opening up probably like sophomore year of high school. Um, but yeah, were you were you YouTubing how to speak English? <laughs> I don't remember. I think I would just watch a lot of shows because I'm like, oh my gosh, this person literally was like, you can't speak English. And I think, well, and it's I a core my- memory for me to like yeah. l- literally watch like Dora. I should have learned Spanish too, but Dora, the Teletubbies, Dragon Tales. I watched so many TV shows so that I could learn English and 
not have an accent, I guess. I don't know. Maybe my mind is protecting me from past trauma. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say, like, there's no, no way I... I well, also, I don't know. I just think because you and I were very similar, like we did everything together. You know what I mean? So it's like you and I definitely had to at least like just like mimic each other and like. But you were also okay. Other thing, Sophia, you're naturally more of an introvert than me. Yeah. So maybe you weren't practicing enough because you weren't talking. <laughs> well, I was talking, and then someone was like, "Oh, you you can't speak English. Where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay. It's so obvious that I'm not from here. And then, and also with our parents, like they wanted us to blend in. Like that's just how it is. It's like our parents coming from a different country. Like we don't want to stand out. That's just Asian culture, which we're trying to change in the 21st century. Yeah. It's like, it's, we don't want to, you know, go against anybody. We don't want to bring attention to ourselves because then that, you know, we don't want to be open to, racism we don't want to be open to like anything bad um so that's kind of like what our parents kind of taught us to do it is like follow the rules stay quiet like don't be doing too much you know because it just doesn't feel it just feels like we just don't belong here and we need to like make ourselves just blend in yeah i mean in new york i felt like there were a lot more immigrants where we were living at So I felt like it was easier to blend in a little bit more. But when we moved to New Jersey, it was a predominantly white neighborhood that we were in. Um, I will say it was pretty diverse. There was like people of color, right? There were black people there. There were um, Asians there and all different types of Asians too. There were Indians, Filipinos, um, Koreans and stuff like that. So I felt like there was a good group of a, a minority, but we also weren't like, really friends with like the minority like I don't really recall having too many Asian friends growing up that weren't our Filipino family friends yeah, yeah our family friends and all of us all of us were taught to blend in to get, get rid of your accent yeah what a weird time like I I always think about how we grew up and how you just mentioned it there there was always an added layer of discomfort or an added obstacle that we had to go through like we couldn't live our lives as regular children because we weren't regular children in comparison to the majority we were immigrant children who had accents who Mm -hmm. ate smelly food that we weren't allowed to bring to lunch (laughs) okay this is paula's trauma like no paula will never let this go and this is her trauma that she talks about of like how we our asian food obviously is not just fries and a burger okay we have rice we got spam we got like pancit adobo like we got all that and paul was embarrassed (laughs) i was i remember asking my mom to start packing me sandwiches because i didn't want to open fried rice at lunch because everyone would stare at me and i get it I really get it. It's already hard enough being young, not very good looking. <laughs> and then to be weird too. Like I yeah. was, I was like, my mental health was suffering. <laughs> so I was like, just do me this one solid mom, like start packing me sandwiches or at least give me money so that I can buy regular food at school or whatever. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, especially now in advertising and like, as I grew up, I'm really embracing my identity and my yeah. nationality. And I think I always have been, but subconsciously because of this need to adapt and blend into society, we were always concealing ourselves or subjecting ourselves to fit this like normal mm-hmm. of who we were to, supposed to be. And now I'm like, fuck that. Like I'm going to have spam in Hawaii. I was living my best life. I was like, I'm with yeah. my people spam masubi. Yeah, you know? no, I think especially for me, because now it's crazy to think about how now I really try to embrace Filipino culture. Like I, I love to talk to other Asian Americans and I'm like, y'all, we got this. Like we cannot, Kampai. we cannot Kampai. stay hidden. You know, we got a voice. And like, that's one of the things that I really try to do with my platform too, is just like just a form of representation because when I was younger, yeah. it felt like I had to kind of conceal that and be afraid of being 
an Asian American. And it's not mm-hmm. to say it's like our parents' fault for like telling us to blend in, but that's just kind of like the reality of what it was. It's like they we were didn't want to they themselves. were trying to protect yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they were just trying to protect us from especially because we didn't know any better we didn't know it's it, we came into this whole new country not know like with all these new customs and new like ways of living compared to how it was in the philippines and we just had to adapt you know so i think one of the best ways my parents knew how to adapt is to just like sit watch your surroundings and like follow everybody else which they did not get with the two of us because I'm very confrontational and outspoken and Sophia literally broadcast her entire life <laughs> to the world. <laughs> so we so did she got two quite kids the opposite. who don't blend in. <laughs> and with that, we did everything they told us not to do. <laughs> but yeah, and it's crazy to think about how like, Nobody really knows that it's like when people ask me like my story, they're always so shocked to to see that there's so many layers to like where I came from. They'd they'd see my life now and like people are automatic to think like, oh, did she have like money to get there? Her parents did that or like she like grew up into that. Like, y'all, I was I was I was in a pig pen back in the Philippines and then I came over here and now I'm living this life. But y'all would have never known that, you know? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think people who know us now who watch you now think we were very confident or think we are confident people who just confident and we were so insecure yeah i was so insecure back in the day and i i think it was literally high school where i was just so tired of feeling small and Mm -hmm. feeling shy that to not be or to not feel that way i just had to fake it and I was like I'm a confident girl I'm just gonna say how I feel and that's why I got into fights senior year with mean (laughs) girls because they didn't know what to do with themselves because I was speaking up to my for myself now I think also like with me with the way for me to kind of like get an outlet was creating like little crafts and taking videos of myself like I really loved uh content creation when i was younger and i think that was kind of like my outlet um because i don't know i felt more confident in how i spoke when i was by myself and nobody was really watching and i Mm -hmm. think that's where i felt like my personality was coming out because and i felt more myself because i'm like you know what if i mess up if i sound stupid nobody is gonna make fun of me for it um and i can just delete it (laughs) (laughs) out of sight out of mind no proof exactly exactly backtrack and delete audio and be like no lisp there yeah no so that's no accent for- there <laughs> so yeah i think that's also kind of where where that came about um so yeah like that's kind of like how we grew up we at the end of it we we went through the same motions that everybody else was going through we went to yeah. high school we we went to college paula went to a four-year out-of-state college as we know temple university to you to you and I went to ACCC, which is a community college right down the street <laughs> from where we grew up. And then I went to Rutgers to pursue my bachelor's degree for the last two years. And yeah, like we honestly, like on paper, we did everything that like you would expect. Expect of people. Yeah. yeah. I think something that I think about now too is that whether we did it subconsciously or not, we still had a good balance of like the american upbringing right with Mm -hmm. the school like we rode the yellow school bus we went to school we did sports we hung out with like our friends we weren't allowed to have sleepovers that wasn't allowed but we also had like a very traditional like filipino upbringing too right like we would play patentero outside with our friends like we we were fortunate enough to grow in a neighborhood where all of our parents as filipino friends and their kids lived so we were able to do that and have that lifestyle yeah we got to embrace our filipino culture like because i feel like sometimes but with the when, safety of just being with our filipino family yeah yeah like when i tell y'all we were in a neighborhood with like 20 at least 20 like filipino families okay so it's like when once we left our neighborhood and went into like the real world with high school and uh like our friends and stuff that weren't filipino we we kind of lived that American life and then we came back and then we would 
play again, like yeah we have potlucks we play patintero like every day in the summer like we would have we would always eat filipino food so it's like we really embraced and still had our filipino culture which again like that paula was saying how we're really grateful for that and and you, you i look back on it now like yeah it's really something to be grateful for because it's like we didn't lose touch yeah. on our filipino culture because yeah. of that and then when we went to college at least for me it was so different because I went to a large, large college where I didn't really know anyone. So I was forced to make friends. And I think I had the mental capacity to be who I wanted to be and the confidence to shape this narrative that I had for myself. Because when you're growing up, right, especially New Jersey, when we're still trying to find out who we are and are trying to blend in and be normal people, there's no room left to be authentic to yourself because you're literally, we're so insecure in middle school, high school that we just conform to what everyone is doing. So we're just like everyone else. And then in college, I was like, okay, like who am I really? What do I really enjoy? Do I like partying? I don't know. Let's find out. Do I like boys? (laughs) Let's find out. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It was like, it was such a transformative experience for me, especially to go away to another state away from family I was dorming yeah and I was also pursuing a career that wasn't nursing that was yeah that was that was a hard one with for my parents to understand I was pursuing journalism at the time which ended up becoming advertising but I was fully experimenting with my identity with my career with Mm -hmm. what I thought of myself and that was also a time where I was like okay I'm gonna surround myself with people of like various nationalities various ethnicities and like what like I don't know I thought college for me was very transformative you obviously have a very different experience um because you lived at home for two years (laughs) yeah I think like because I stayed home and I I don't know and why did why did you decide to stay home again um honestly like I really like I want to know like was it because your friends were also staying home no, because I remember like Leanne and Leonor, they all went to Rutgers. But I think I think when I talked to my parents, like logically, it was just better to stay home. You know, I was going to get my associate's degree for free. Like you didn't have to spend money. It was just and especially because I was thinking of going into just like something in the health field. Like it just... I don't know. It just made sense. And then Anna and Julie were staying too. So that was kind of like, I wanted to leave. I'm not gonna lie. I really did want to leave, but I kind of thought about what, what felt reasonable. What's logical. What's like the better option rather than following like my emotions of wanting to be out of the house and do be independent. Like what was the more logical uh, approach and what was the option that was the best in the long run? Yeah. And at the time I decided to stay and I was just like not happy with that decision. But looking back on it now, like I'm so happy that I stayed because yeah, yeah, I didn't get the – full college experience in the first two years but like I got it in the last two you know like I, I don't think yeah. I needed the full four years to do that and I and I don't regret it because it in those two years I really had time to kind of like figure out also what did I like what was that what did I like to do in my free time I think that's what like <laughs> I figured out like I wasn't super busy like I would go to work I would go to school but then I'd go home, hang out with my brothers, and I had more free time than someone who would be in college full time, like in a university where there's things to do everywhere. I lived in a small town. I, there was nothing to do but go to Target. So I yeah. – and I think maybe that's what like kind of also continued my content creation and all that stuff because I had so much free time. I'm like, okay, what do I like to do? What do I like to do to fill yeah. my time? And it's like, oh, I really love, I really love creating videos. I really love doing this. I really love starting a business, blah, 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 because I had so much free time. And then I yeah. figured out, I'm like, wow, this is really a passion of mine. It's not just something that I'm like just doing just to do. I just, I, and that's why I think I've 
my career now in content creation and all this stuff is continuing to go some people ask me like in my ideas how how do you how can you still keep doing it like how do you have the motivation to do it like y'all this is a passion of mine like y'all don't understand this is like yeah what i enjoy to do in my free time i will do this like day in and day out since i was younger so yeah i think that's what i figured out in my college life yeah. it's like wow what do i like to do in my free time and then when I went to Rutgers for the two years, I got to experience, you know, the party life. I got to experience like who like who I was as as a college student. And and then I still kept finding myself like figuring out, yeah, this is fun and all. I'm experiencing the college life. I'm doing all the the fun college things. But what was I feeling most comfortable to do? What was I looking forward to doing? And it was like going home, editing a video posting stuff for my business, doing these little things. So honestly, I, I did get to experience the college college life. But at the end of it, I think uh, looking back on it, I really got to figure out what I like to do on my free time. I think it worked out. I know, I know that we both wanted to escape and go to a college. And I think it was, again, not to not to shit on like how we grew up or like that it was bad, but it was definitely different, right? We had stricter parents. There was different things that we had to follow. And so I think for us, we always thought that college was going to be a new beginning for us, an escape mm -hmm. for us, a chance for us to really be independent. independent. Because Filipinos are just very dependent people, naturally. Our parents yeah. were very involved in our lives. They honestly, like, their friends were our best friend's parents. So, like, we were always together all the time. And it was just, like, I don't know. For me, I knew I needed to get out of our hometown. I knew I needed to, like, low-key get away from our family a little bit. Because, and we'll unpack this in another episode. But as the eldest daughter, I felt a lot of anxiety, pressures, and responsibilities that is hard for anyone who is 16, 17. And I was very much looking for an out. I was mm -hmm. like, if I just go somewhere else, I won't have to worry about my sister or my yeah. brothers. And like, I won't have to deal with like the parents pressure of like making sure I get A's all the time. Because mind you, I already had all of those pressures myself. Mm -hmm. But when I'm not only disappointing myself, but disappointing someone else and people who I want to please and who I look up to, it's just like extra layers of pressure. And like, I was like, weight on your shoulders. Yeah. And I thought college was a form of escapism for me. And I think I'm much better for it. I also think that when you're not around people, you tend to miss them more. And so college made me have a much better relationship with my siblings, my parents. And yeah, I think college was a very pivotal time in my life. And I feel like if I stayed, I would have been a very different person than I am now. You know, I'd probably like crumble under the pressure at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it it's interesting because, yeah, it was very transformative for us. And it's something that's like uh, an escape for us. But it I don't think it really was like a true escape i think it just was like a first taste into independence and yes do you know what i mean because honestly like it did feel like wow i can do whatever i want but it, it that's like something that kids were feeling or like knew about way before, before we us. started yes. feeling that way you yeah. know um because now i think only really like last year when i moved out of state and like was really making these big decisions for myself do i did i really feel true independence which is funny because when I was when we were going to college, I was like, yeah, this is true independence. This is what it's really like. But it's like a lot of the kids our age were already experiencing those feelings. Yes. Of freedom way yeah. before we were. So it's just kind of like delayed. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you, you know, it's really interesting that you say that because I can't agree more. Yeah. There are things that I feel like just weren't part of our upbringing. That other people totally totally normalized have totally experienced before and here we are just catching up yeah i mean i don't regret i don't regret how we came to be i think we're really 
good, great people. We have very supportive people in our lives and we have a good head on our shoulders. And I can only attest to our parents or how they taught us to behave and how they made us really prioritize and value a specific set of things. And although our lifestyle and upbringing was different from the majority, I think I would never, ever, ever say that I wish it was different. Everything that ever happened to us when we were younger, no matter how crazy it was or like, I don't know, annoying it was back then, I genuinely think it contributed to who we are today. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm, I think I had a lot of, I don't know, an, I guess annoyances. And I there was times where I'm like, I resented my parents for like, why can't we just do this? Why, can, why can't we every, sleep over? Everybody else is doing this. Why can't we? But it's, you know, my parents aren't perfect or our parents aren't perfect. But they, everything that they did, they, they did, did because, love. yeah, they, they wanted to protect us. They wanted to... uh you know, they, they loved us and they, you know, they, they didn't know. They knew just as much as us, as us. Like we didn't, they didn't know what they were doing when they brought us here. And I can't imagine like how hard that was for them to bring their whole family to a new country and then trying to navigate our lives while also trying to get navigate their own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, remember when we were younger, dad would always say, like, you you don't understand now, but you will when you have kids. Yeah. Now I understand. I don't yeah. have kids yet. Hold on. I don't have kids yet. But I get yeah. it. And now it's I'm kind of emotional. Like, it's just like, dang, like, we were ungrateful. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> no, it's it. And it's I always like think back on I don't let myself think too much back on it because it makes me upset because I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, it, they, they really sacrifice so much for us. And it's like. All these things that we we wish that we could have, it's like we were not this. We were not brought up the same way as some of these kids that yeah. we wish that was. Oh, I wish we had this. I wish we had that. It's like they, our parents were like, "You don't even know how to speak English, and you trying to do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on." Um. So yeah, it's it's something to think about. It puts things into perspective, and it's definitely something that we can see now that we're older Mm -hmm. but not to say not to take away from the fact that it was hard it it was definitely hard for paul and i to adapt in Mm -hmm. general i think Um, our brothers have had it easy too we're also the two oldest kids we were two female kids and so i always make jokes now about how our parents like they're so lax with our brothers yeah they are so lax. also i paved the way for you too don't oh, get yeah. it twisted. As the older sister, I had to do everything. Yeah. Mom, dad, can I have a boyfriend? No. Pia asked for it. They're like, I guess. You know? Yeah. I had to wait for Paula to do to do everything first. And then it's like, okay, less less of a burden on me. But yeah. So yeah, I think I never regret it. I think they did a great job. I mean, we're fabulous, so <laughs> Shout yeah, out to our makers. <laughs> Shout out y'all, Marlon and Saul. Yeah. And so now what? We're 25, 24, living our lives, starting a podcast. Yeah. Starting a podcast. But you know, that's just how life goes. You really don't expect things to go the way that they're supposed to. Um, I'm sure when we first moved to America, our parents I thought would. we were going to be nurses. <laughs> yeah. We were going to be the future nurses, healthcare heroes. And nurses and lawyers. Um, but And now yeah. we're YouTube influencers and uh, corporate gals <laughs> in <laughs> marketing. So, yeah, that's it, it. it's really interesting to see kind of where we came from and who we are now as two individuals who, yeah. like, just – didn't really know what was going on when we were yeah, we still don't know what's going on but really when we were younger it's like learning to adapt to this new country this new these new customs and i don't know who do you think you are now paula compared to who you were when you were younger i definitely think that i'm and this is going to sound cliche but i think i'm more myself than who i was younger and i'm more confident in myself and i'm more sure about the decisions that i'm making Something that was important to me, too, is that when I was growing up, I was always conditioned to put other people's feelings first, regardless of how I felt. 
-hmm. And now I'm more okay with disappointing people so long as I know that I'm doing what's best for me. And I'm, and when I say disappointing people, like I'm only disappointing them because I'm not making a decision that they're necessarily aligned with or something like that. You know, like I'm not, I would never want to hurt anyone or whatever, but like before, even if I would hurt someone's feelings, I would never do something. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, okay, like is my decision really impacting them? Because if it is impacting them in like a physical way, like, that's different but is it just like emotionally they would just have rather something else happen yeah you know um yeah I think I'm just stronger individually um I'm more in tune with what I want to see for myself in the future too and I I feel like I voice a lot of things now I don't I don't suppress things anymore No, I think the same thing with me is I definitely feel more myself. I think that now that I'm able to fully kind of like express myself, it, I feel more free in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think like having, I guess, my platform to help me do that um, made me more me, I guess. Um, And then again, just feeling more, confident in my own abilities I think before when I was when I was younger I'd feel like I always needed approval I always needed um you know to ask for a second opinion where Mm. now I still I still definitely do ask for advice but I think I'm way better at making decisions for myself now than I was before um I think you and I just both are way more independent than we were when we were younger, which is just like, this is how we were, you know, we, yeah. we, we had, we only, we had to lean on each other cause we had no idea what was where we were. Yeah. At. I think it's interesting that you say that because like, I think when we were younger, I felt, I felt very parental over mm-hmm. you and very like protective over you. And I also think in the same way you felt very dependent over me and reliant over me and it both impacted us in different ways, right? Like I felt very stressed always looking out for you because you were not an easy child. (laughs) And I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you, you grew up now being able to make decisions for yourself. Like you said, I think you, it was, it, it was like a two for one, right? Like I felt protective over you and responsible for you so I wanted you to always come to me with decisions but at the same time that put me put a lot of pressure on me Mm -hmm. to like always help you do what you needed to do but now like you're you're making decisions for yourself and like back then you always wanted people to do it for you or like you wanted other people to think for you and like yeah I wanted somebody else to make the final decision yes and I hated that I hated that but then I also like was like okay like I have to do this this is my baby sister like I have to do this so it's, it's just seeing how we grew up, you know, like now you don't really seek approval or like permission from others. And for me, I don't feel so responsible for everyone anymore. And that's my inner child, just like healing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we're um, in our healing era. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's in a healing era. Yeah. But yeah, that's really where we are now. I mean, we're normal 24, 25 year olds other than Pia has millions of followers <laughs> i mean i'm normal <laughs> no i think like I, I don't know even for me i don't even see myself as anything yeah me either i don't normal. see you as anything but my yeah sister. like it's like i see it i see the number i'm like oh okay i have a good amount but it doesn't feel that way to me i got you know, I, yeah i never I, I didn't tell you this but remember when you met our friends tom and kathy yeah so i was with kathy the other day and she was saying how she's like oh yeah like it was so nice meeting your sister. She's a lot more normal than I thought she was going to be. <laughs> and wait, what? And I was like, I was like, she's like, yeah, I just heard so much about her, and like, I've obviously see her on TikTok and stuff, and like, you're famous. Like to other people who aren't your friends, you're actually famous, right? And so, yeah. you remember? I'm not gonna say what you and Jordan were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know how you said like, oh. I felt myself disassociating. Yeah. And you were so upfront about it. You're like, yeah, like, sorry. I was just texting Jordan about how I look probably weird right now because I'm disassociating. And she was like, that was so cool of her to say that. <laughs> I thought she was so funny that she said that. She's like, that's a normal person. 
right then and there <laughs> disassociating and not socializing. Wait, and, she said that? Yeah. Stop. And I literally was like, I was like, yeah, that's my sister. <laughs> oh my God. But you know, <laughs> because like she genuinely thought you were going to be someone else that and mind you, there's nothing wrong with being like quiet or to yourself or whatever. But like you are, you know, yeah. to people who don't know you in real life, you tend to stick to yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're more of a listener than you are outspoken or like that you you, yeah. you insert yourself in situations. And so she probably just associated, you know, all influencers, all people who are on the Internet yeah. are like loud and talkative. Yeah. And, and, that's always the thing. And, and that's the thing, like there's a time and place to like when where when i'm in an event or something of course i'm gonna be networking i'm gonna be talking to people but like when it comes down to like the core when i'm with like my with you at this ice cream store i'm i don't need i don't necessarily feel like i need to like network myself yeah. or you know so wait I mean, that's funny that she said that yeah <laughs> yeah so like, basically like, this so, is what, so real <laughs> this is what happened y'all we were at that we were at the uh, ice cream shop and it was like a group of us. And then Paula's friends came in and they were all talking about some random stuff. And I just like, I just like disassociated. I was just like, not if it doesn't interest you. Yeah. We yeah. were talking about um, the, broad the running, run. the race. Yeah. And I was just like, well, I don't, I don't really have anything to contribute to this conversation. You know, like if it, if it was, if we were in a networking event, I feel like, okay, like these are my peers that I need to like, I don't know, I guess talk to and it's nothing that i wasn't didn't want to talk to them it's just like well i think they're having their conversation i'm just gonna sit here and yeah i i was just like texting paula's fiance and because he was sitting across from me and i was like do i because i just like fully got back into him like oh my god did i did i look weird because i just was just sitting here not saying anything and for then, five minutes <laughs> i didn't say anything because they were just talking about the race and like how it went and like i have no i i didn't do the race i didn't do anything so i was just kind of like in silence yeah and <laughs> sophia was in the middle of everyone too so it was like <laughs> it wasn't as if she was just blending in the background <laughs> fading away and having everyone talk and she was just in the corner no she was fully in the middle of everyone people were talking across her <laughs> And she was just silent. <laughs> and it's normal for me. I mean, I, obviously, I grew up with you. So I, I know that I'm just like, yeah, like, he doesn't care. That's fine. But yeah, yeah, that's funny. So it's safe to say your favorite influencer. She's a normal girl. I'm a normal girl. So that's our origin story. I mean, I feel like there's so say. much. Yeah, I feel like there's even still more to unpack. Like we can really categorize each thing and really have an episode about it. But, you yeah. know, we kinda so you, if to- you guys are interested, let us know yeah. and we can do a deeper dive on Whatever. how we came to be. Yeah. If you find us interesting. <laughs> yeah, you guys are probably like, what the fuck are they talking about right now? <laughs> you guys are probably listening for accents to come out. I know. <laughs> No, like I think for me, okay, something I had to unlearn so many things, like even within the Mm, years, even still now, like saying like open the lights. I literally had to physically like tell myself, stop saying open the lights. It's turn on the lights for the longest time. Or like the one, what's the one with the the car? You remember the car one? I don't know, but there's also doorbell. That's like that. We would say go doorbell. (laughs) <laughs> that's not a thing like the like doorbell was a verb yeah yeah <laughs> so go doorbell no because <laughs> it, it's ring the bell <laughs> or ring the doorbell but when we were younger i'd be like go doorbell i still say that you know, that's the thing sometimes like when i'm with my with my boyfriend like i i don't really feel the need to uh i guess assimilate yeah and and be so like uptight about like what i say i'll be like open the lights i'll be like doorbell i'd be like uh go d- go down there or like go down the car you know that you'd say <laughs> go- <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's not unlearning i mean that's just that's that's how we grew up and it's <laughs> fine and it's cute and it's authentic and it's who we are and it's charming you know <laughs> it's charming. it makes it different yeah <laughs> Anyways, that was our origin story. Again, if you guys want to hear more, let us know. But this was fun. I feel like we've never sat down and actually unpacked how we came to be. And yeah. there's there's even more to say. I mean, like our families in the Philippines are a great part and a huge part of our lives. I love being Filipino, I will say. 
Yeah, same. There's so many things. I don't know. We can definitely talk about this in other episodes because there's just so many things to talk about. And just the way we grew up is just so interesting. Um, You know what's interesting? I want to ask you. Do you, when someone asks you the age old question, what are you? What do you say? Filipino or American? I always ask when they're like, what are you? Um, I always am like, like my ethnicity, where am I from? Where do I? And when people, oh, that the question is like, where are you from? I'm always yeah. like, I always have to respond with a question. Are you asking where I was born or where am I like living? Like, because yeah, I always like my first thought is like Philippines or I'm yeah, Filipino. Same. But it's like, I feel like some people are, are not asking that. Um, yeah. But I say Filipino. And I think that's yeah. the right answer. Yeah. Even if you said American or New Jersey. Yeah. It's who we are. Yeah. We're all these things. We're not just one single answer. It's a compilation of answers. Yeah. So, honestly, this was a fun episode. We'll do another one sometime soon. But just to wrap it all up, introducing our new segment, which we did mention in our last episode, it is What Are You Second Guessing? So, for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, this is kind of like our advice column where you can call in and tell us anything that you're feeling, anything that you're reacting to, or if you want to talk about a situation about anything you might be second guessing, hence the name, what are you second guessing? Um, P and I love this segment because we just love the idea of normalizing having second thoughts. Mm-hmm. We are in a time in our lives where we are always changing opinions, directions, or whatever you want to call it. So let's talk about it. Let's normalize growth. Let's normalize finding clarity and changing your opinions. So if you're new here, you can call us at 512-827-8730 and leave us a voicemail for a chance to be featured in future episodes. Or you can email us at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com. So where we normally have you guys bring a topic to the table. We actually have something that we wanted to talk about, and that is alcohol. And I definitely think we can have a whole episode about this, but I wanted to bring it up now because it's something that's pretty prevalent in my life right now, at least. And I was really shocked when you said that you're also contemplating cutting out alcohol in your life. Yeah. No, and I think it's after... Uh, my Jose Cuervo trip. We had great tequila, really good tequila. But also, I just kind of realized me just drinking all weekend. I was like, wow, I could cut out alcohol. You know, I'm just like, I hate how I feel the next day. I hate that, like, sometimes I just cannot stop talking when I'm, like, on alcohol. Um... (laughs) And I, also, I just think majority of it is like, don't like how I feel the next day. Um, yeah. I had so much fun that brand trip, though. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I But I realized because I think that's the most I, most tequila I drank. Just like most I drank in a short period of time. And that brand trip was about alcohol drinking. was about tequila. So, you know, I was up there. I was out there drinking. I haven't drank anything since then. That's what was like, what, almost three weeks ago? Yeah. For me, I have been on and off about alcohol for a while now, I think. I have always said, oh, I'm going to take an alcohol break. I'm taking a dry January. Yeah, you you have been like that. (laughs) I always say I'm going to cut off alcohol. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and the way that I feel and react to alcohol has just trained drastically. But I've been getting really bad hangovers. And it's not making me feel good. Again, the, the biggest part of why I'm contemplating my relationship with alcohol is that I just don't enjoy how I feel about it anymore yeah and then also I feel like I'm drinking a lot (laughs) and I feel as if I keep saying that I'm not gonna drink anymore because I'm constantly drinking it I'm in a very like social period of my life where all me and my friends do is go out to bars, watch sporting events or go to concerts and we'll have a beer or two and then it turns into five and then we'll make plans to go to like bar crawls and have a day in the city where we just go to rooftop bars and have drinks and 
the idea that I always need a drink in my hand is crazy. It's also expensive. Again, mm-hmm. I'm just like listing out all the things why I know that I need to cut out alcohol. And I feel like I can't stop still. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not addicted by any means. And addiction is a whole another thing. But I don't like that it's a, a norm for me. Like yeah. the, at one point, I had two rows of alcohol in our fridge. <laughs> two two rows like two levels of alcohol multiple rows in each yeah. level stacked yeah. on top of each other I think for me too because I technically can work in my own hours like when I when I feel relaxed I'm like oh I'm gonna crack open I'm gonna crack open a white claw or oh I'm gonna crack open a little seltzer like and I'll go by the pool I'm like oh it would be so nice to just have a little buzz at the pool and I kind of realized because when I was like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, I had a long day. I'm going to go sit by the pool and just open, open a little seltzy. And my boyfriend, Jay's like, you drank uh, a seltzer like every day for like the past <laughs> five days. And I looked at him like, what? <laughs> and he was like, no, nothing wrong with it. But I'm like, he, he's, he was like, are you okay? I said, yeah, like, like, what are you talking? And I just kind of like had a little thought in my mind, like, hmm. Maybe I'm normalizing this a little bit too much. But you know, um, you know how people say you could have like a glass of wine a day, a red glass of wine a day or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know why in my head I'm like, okay, I can have a beer. I can yeah. have two. And mind you, I'm just like, oh, like it's <laughs> again, I'm not addicted, but like <laughs> my body low-key craves beer, especially in the summer. And I'm yeah. like, I just feel gross. Like I'm also like going through body dysmorphia right now. So like anything that I'm like taking into my body that like serves me no nutritional value. I'm like, why am I doing that? Yeah, that's why I started. I started uh, drinking athletic greens. (laughs) Why am I drinking alcohol? Why am I spending so much money at the bar? Yeah. So recently uh, I've been going out and I've only been having one drink. I Mm. started faking shots too. I'll give shots to other people. Or I'll get a shot glass and pour water or my drink into it and just pretend. And I still get the same high. So I can have fun without alcohol. I know that I can have fun without alcohol. But for some reason, for as long as I've been saying that I want to stop drinking, I still find myself with a fucking summer shandy in my hand. (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, delish, you know? And then Mm -hmm. I hate myself the next day because I feel gross. Like I feel gross. It's not even like how I feel during it. Cause I'm a, I'm a good time with a buzz, but the hangovers, man, like I had a really bad one Tuesday after work. Me and my, me and my coworkers went to get margaritas. I died. I had five on an empty stomach Pia and I oh. came home at seven o'clock and Jordan had to carry me down the stairs and tuck me in. It was the first time in years. And when I say years, I mean like eight years probably since college that I or high school that I have slept with my contacts and makeup on. Uh, and you know me, I have a regimen. Like I, that's the one thing that I pride myself in. I never sleep with makeup on. Like no matter how drunk I am, I'll do it. But I don't know, the tequila was hitting. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I couldn't bounce back. I, I just hate the way it makes me feel. My muscle, my body like aches the next day. You know, I, and I was that, I was that girl in college talking about, I never get hangovers. Like, I'm different. I'm different. I'm not different and it takes me like two days to recover. And I think definitely after this, this Jose Cuervo trip, because like I didn't have time to recover. It's like you wake up shots, you wake up tequila tasting and you know, I'm down. So I was down for it, but yeah, I haven't drank since then. Cause like, Whoa, God, I don't my know body, how you went on that trip. I would have faked everything. I, my body literally, I was, remember how I said I, I, I was, I felt sick afterwards Mm -hmm. i think that was my body kind of like resetting afterwards Um, alcohol poisoning (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but i don't know like this is why i'm second guessing it because it's just like there's such such a social aspect to alcohol too all my friends drink even even when i was out with the girls and like jasmine and anna were drinking i was like dang i want to be drinking too yeah and one of our best friends julie she doesn't drink at all she's never drank and she has, I need to find peace with it like she does, honestly. 
because mm-hmm. I kind of have FOMO when I'm not drinking, even though I feel great the next day. But like during, I'm currently fighting against this like pull to get a beer. Yeah. But hey, we'll figure it out, you know? <laughs> I'm I'm very curious if anyone feels the same way because this is genuinely something that I've constantly been thinking about, constantly yeah, going, been Going saying, back and forth with. Yeah, I'm like, do I just give up alcohol? I know I can, but at the same time, I don't want to. But at the same time, I do want to because I don't like how I feel. But at the same time, I sometimes like how I feel. And I haven't found the balance. Also, why do I feel like... See, I'm just literally second-guessing this in real time, y'all. Why do I feel like... I need to stop. I have to be... <laughs> no, but like, why do I feel like I have to be one way or the other? Yeah, I think like, maybe why just do I have to finding stop? balance. Why do, I have to, why do I have to... Why do I have to stop? Why do I have to really enjoy it? Why can't I just be... I don't know. <laughs> just when you feel it, just go for it, you know? I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I know I want to stop it. Well... If anyone's feeling the same way, again, let us know. You can email <laughs> us at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com or DM us at secondthoughtspod on Instagram. But thank you for joining us for our What Are You Second Guessing segment. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 512-827-8730 or you can leave us an email at secondthoughtspod at gmail.com. If you want to remain anonymous, that's great. That's fine. We'll do that for you too. But we just want to hear what you guys are thinking. And remember that changing your mind and second guessing things is normal and it's growth and it's a part of life. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.